Welcome back to Master the Marketplace with ETNs. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we have a special guest with us, Jeremy Rosso with ETails, who's our head of marketing operations. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Fantastic. Well, I am excited to talk to you about everything Amazon marketing today, especially the platform that Amazon offers to the world and to its 3P, 1P sellers out there. So let's get straight into it. But first, before, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do at Etails, your background, give us a little bit of history. Great. Sounds good. So I uh, oversee our search and uh, SEO marketing teams here at Etails. So our SEO team covers everything on the front and back of our listings on Amazon, Walmart, eBay, and other marketplaces. And then our uh, search marketing team covers all of our paid ad placement on those same marketplaces as well. Um, I've been with Etails about two and a half years. I uh, cut my teeth in uh, retail store management um, with an apparel brand based out of Seattle. Uh, realized that I wanted to get a little bit more and explore the digital marketing space. So went back to school, got my MBA, uh, found a, a job here out in the Spokane area with a, a digital print uh, uh, advertising agency. And then the opportunity came on board to Etails and I've been loving it ever since. I didn't know you had an MBA. Where, where did you get your MBA from? Yeah, I went back to school at Washington State University. I uh, did great. their online program through my my previous employer. Thankfully, gave me the opportunity and kind of launched me into my second stage of my career. Fantastic, great. And so, you know, another maybe a little trivia question for you: Where, why do you like this retail space? What's so exciting about just marketing in retail? Sure. Uh, what I love about it is that it's a it's a unique mix of science and art in the business world. Um, there's a lot of science that goes into the, the data analysis, um, using all the, the reporting and everything you get from, especially from Amazon to, to dive into, uh, where customers are finding your product, how your brand's being recognized, and then using that information, uh, more in an art form to figure out what the right marketing mix is to reach, uh, your target audience, what ad placements to use, what message to send them to get them to ultimately buy your product. Yeah. That's what I love about this space as well. It's, and you said it right is this mix of art and science. I mean, there's all the data, but you know, behind everything, there's there's the metrics, but then there's strategy, you know, like how exactly. do you sort of take this forward and how do you test and you experiment and some might fail and some might not. And, you know, you have that aspect of things that are a little bit less art, more, more artsy as opposed to science. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and what's exciting about Amazon too, is that it's just, it's the relevant place to be uh, mm -hmm. in the e-commerce landscape. Um, we know that half of all product searches are starting on Amazon. So Right away, we know we're hitting shoppers lower in their purchasing funnel, uh, and there's just so many options available on how we can interact with them from a marketing perspective. Perfect. So I think this is a great time to just dive into it. So today, we're going to talk about the Amazon marketing platform specifically, and all the options that exist on the platform for brands to sell using their marketing capabilities. So maybe for our listeners, just start by just telling us a little bit about the landscape, you know, what options exist when it comes to the marketing platform on Amazon, and how should brands sort of think about the landscape? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Great place to start. So uh, the first way you can kind of look at it is that, you know, there's who do you want to be running your, your marketing? Um, you know, brands can run uh, their marketing strategy and the services themselves. They can work directly with Amazon um, to run their advertising, or they can work with 3Ps such as Etails and other providers to do the same. So um, most all of the different services that are available are available either to run as a self-service or as a or through a partner like a managed service as well. So just taking a look at some of the more common marketing uh, avenues that we have, uh, you know the the highest most profitable ad type that we see on Amazon is the sponsor product ad. 
Um, these are your cost per click keyword based advertisements um, that place in the search results. Um, they use content from the actual listing themselves. So they look like a native listing in the search, um, which is why they tend to be um, the most profitable ad placement. A lot of consumers don't realize they're clicking on an ad. Um, again, it, it looks native to the search results page that they're looking at. Um, and there's a lot of strategy that can go in on what keywords to target to hit consumers based on the search terms they're looking for. Um, so that's really, really a big one that we use when we're talking about any marketing strategy for a brand. And that's only on the, like through search, is that where you find a sponsored product? That's a great point. No, a lot of the ad placements will, will fall in different locations. So they can also be placed on the product detail pages. Um, you know, we can also see them pop up on the today's deals page if there's a deal running on a certain product. So they're really versatile ad type. Got it. And then how does that differentiate from sponsored brands and sponsored display? I think there's other aspects of the platform as well, right? So what's the difference? Yeah, exactly. So sponsored brand, the second ad type you're talking about is uh, more like a banner ad um, that we would think about in a traditional digital marketing sense. So it places on the top of the search results page and also on the bottom. Uh, these ad types, you get a little bit more creative control with what appears in the ad. You can use a image and a custom tagline and select which products you want to appear up to three products within uh, the sponsored brand ad. You also have control on where you want to send the shopper. So where sponsored product ads click directly back to a listing, sponsored brands, you can send them directly to your brand store. You can send them to a custom landing page or directly back to the listing themselves. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. So that's different than how you would think about it from a sponsored products perspective. Absolutely. The strategy with sponsored brands is more about brand awareness or trying to use your ad dollars to send shoppers to multiple products across your brand as opposed to just one. Uh, okay, great. And so then what's sponsored display? What's the difference between brands, products, and display? Sponsored display is a, a brand new ad type that's still in beta uh, through Amazon advertising. And uh, it's an option where you either ha can do a cost per click model or a cost per impression, depending on who you're targeting. Um, and you can actually target shoppers off the Amazon platform to drive them back onto Amazon. Interesting. So how does how does it work? I mean, you you just drive someone to a to a page outside the platform? Yeah. So you can either have your ads place on Amazon-owned websites um, such as IMDb.com. Um, it can show up on other non-affiliate Amazon websites. It can show up in apps. It can show up on Amazon devices. Um, and it actually will target shoppers that have viewed your listing and not converted or have viewed keywords similar to your listing and also not converted. Interesting. So that's new, huh? That they've yeah, just launched? Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's it's new as of a few months. So we're doing a lot of testing around it, trying to figure out what the best way is to integrate it into the strategy for our brands. And are you seeing a certain conversion rate or something so far? Like how does it fare relative to sponsored products? Yeah, because it casts a little bit of a wider net, we're seeing a little bit lower conversion rate. But what we do find is that we are generally seeing lower cost per clicks, and it's actually a pretty efficient ad placement so far. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Okay. And then there's, there's stores, there's display ads, video ads. What, what else exists? Yeah. So brand stores, um, what we kind of mentioned earlier, uh, it's essentially an internal website for your products uh, within Amazon. Uh, it's designed to be one place to house all your product listings. You can add text, videos, images, the same way you would on any e-commerce site. Uh, just to give shoppers a centralized place to shop your brand with on Amazon. Got it. And then how should I think about a brand store? Is it uh, complementary to my own website or should I, can I replace my website with my, with a brand store on Amazon? Like how, do, how should I think about it? Yeah, I think complementary is a great word to use. Um, you want to give those shoppers a little bit more information about your brand, about your products without having to navigate away from the Amazon channel. 
Um, we have seen great results when telling a brand story on pages, housing catalogs, uh, featuring products that are on deals or promotion as well. Got it. Okay, and then what are these display ads, video ads? These are just different types of ads. And also talk a little bit about the DSP model as well. Yeah, correct. So Amazon DSP, their demand side platform is uh, their sort of managed services for what you would think of as traditional display media advertising. So um, within the DSP umbrella, you can uh, run different ad types between display ads or video ads. Um, these different ad placements um, can be text, images, videos that can be seen on the Amazon platform and also off um, to drive more of a larger brand awareness uh, if you're running larger, large-scale promotions. Got it, got it. So there's so many options that are available on the Amazon platform, which is great, great to see that all these different products, and now it's really good to see that they're expanding it to their other affiliate websites and everything as well. So then the question that I have is, you know, who runs these campaigns? And I think you touched upon a little bit earlier, do all these have a managed service option as part of the as part of Amazon's offering or or not? And how does how does sort of that landscape work from a, in, from, in terms of who runs these campaigns for you? Sure. Uh, on the DSP side, um, most of that would need to be kind of a managed service model run through Amazon or through a larger agency that um, is set up on the DSP platform already through Amazon. They do have some preferred providers that way. Uh, the minimum spend is relatively high for these type of ads. Usually 35000 is kind of the floor they start at. Um, so they're looking for larger brands or brands with large ad budgets um, that are willing to kind of do splashier buys. So in order to you know, make sure that that type of marketing runs effectively and that you're utilizing the data from Amazon correctly. Um, it is more of a managed service on the Amazon side. Um, and then as for the rest of the ad placements, you know, your sponsored product, sponsored brand, sponsored display, um, they are self-service. Um, and then for the brands who maybe need more assistance, um, they can be managed through a third-party provider such as Etails. Yeah, I was going to say because, you know, I'm, I could be a smaller brand or a mid-tier brand that can't really afford a $35,000 a month budget for now. And, you know, I'd love to use the self-service option, but I don't have the capabilities in-house to be able to do that. So then maybe right. an e-tails or someone else comes in to really help take over that process for you. Yeah, exactly. We can really help take some of the, the pressure and the workload off of these brands where if it is a smaller brand, maybe their bandwidth is just limited or their time is better spent uh, expanding into new products and product lines. Um, and e-tails can really act as an extension of the brand um, and become their their marketing department, essentially. Makes sense. Okay, so now you know, we've talked about the platform, we've talked about all these different options, talked about you know how you'd probably run. So how does a brand think about it from a strategic perspective? You know, Should I start with one over the other? Should I start building out on my brand store? Should I go into you know sponsored products? Like how should I think about it strategically? Yeah, I think before a brand starts to consider which type of ad placements or, or marketing levers they should pull, uh, they should first really get a good understanding of what their strategy, their goals are moving forward. Um, once you kind of know where the where your end goal is or what metrics are important to you, what return you're looking to see on Amazon, uh, you can start to devise your strategy from there. Uh, and from there, it's it's taking a look at yourself internally and understanding, do we have the capabilities to get where we need to go from a marketing perspective or do we need to use outside help? Yeah, you know, I used to work with a few brands when I was at Amazon and, uh, you know, they... They, you know, of course, knowing that they had the capabilities in-house because they would do marketing for their brand uh, internally, they would just take everything over Amazon internally and then just throw a lot of money at the problem and, 
you know, something will probably stick. And then you just realize that they wasted so much money because they didn't know what they were doing. Right. And it's a different, just because you did marketing for your brand that was brick and mortar, that capability doesn't just translate over to the online world. It's a different world altogether. Right. There, there's definitely unique challenges that you face with the Amazon platform. It is a, a closed network. So you um, are limited a little bit of sense for those digital marketers who might be used to a Google ads or a Bing ads. Uh, it's there are some similarities that transfer over, but it is definitely a unique skill set that it takes to run an effective Amazon campaign. Right, right. And so, you know, if I'm a maybe an early stage brand, you know, maybe there are some, you know, the options that you mentioned. But what if I'm a late stage brand? I'm already running successfully on Amazon, but I want to better my performance, better my results. How should I think about a strategy from that perspective? Should I just add more fuel to the fire or should I look at different strategies? Should I complement the different campaigns I run? How should I think of it if, if I'm a larger, bigger brand that's already successful? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that there is always opportunity to improve on our marketing, uh, whether we're a large brand, small brand, new to the game, or been on Amazon running marketing for years. Uh, and sometimes just a fresh perspective is all that it takes to find out how you can improve. Uh, there's, there's lots of providers out there that can assist in marketing. Um, but what I would really recommend is to sit down, find out where you might be coming short uh, internally, find out what capabilities you have, and then just start exploring your options. Uh, there's lots of three P's that uh, can help with marketing. Some of them have software tools, uh, but really taking a look at seeing it, which ones are are established, their experience in the industry, uh, what their capabilities are, uh, what kind of results they can provide, and then uh, maybe most importantly, what kind of technical capabilities they have. Uh, the Amazon platform is limited as a um, if you're doing it self-service. You do have some access to data, um, but not nearly enough that you really need to be successful year over year. So taking a look at a provider that has the technical capabilities to help you get where you want to go, I think is vastly important. Yeah, you make a good point. I think Amazon gives you data for 18 months or so. Is that correct? Yeah, depending on the reporting you're pulling, it can be anywhere from 60 days to about 18 months. Right. But then providers out there might just have data for when they, since they started for e-deals, for example, we have data for the last 10 years or whatever. Correct. Yeah. Any, any partner that we're running marketing with, we can pull that lifetime data since we started their campaigns. Got it. Perfect. So then how does... How do I think about budgets when it comes to like, should I throw a lot of money into it? How do I, should I test slowly and scale up from there? Is there any recommendations around just throwing some money at the problem? Yeah, we would, we would almost never recommend throwing money at the problem <laughs> per se. Um, although there are, there are plenty of brands that kind of see that as their strategy. Uh, we like to look at efficiency with our brands, uh, making sure that any money that they're putting in, they're seeing the return that they're expecting. So uh, knowing what your margins are after your fulfillment and uh, cost of goods is super important. Um, once you've got that baseline, knowing what you're willing to spend in order to drive marketing sales, knowing that the more you push through marketing, you're going to see that organic sales jump up as well. Um, so once you've got that target in line, maybe it's an ACoS of 30%, maybe it's 20 um, working a strategy to back into um, what your spend really should be per month and then scaling from there as you continue to hit your targets. Um, one thing that's tough too is when you see brands being successful but being unwilling to invest more, even though they're hitting the metrics that that would deem them to be successful. Um, I think that's important for brands to keep an open mind that budgets are great, but if you're succeeding, uh, it's good to push further to continue to grow your your right. channel. There's a lot of opportunity, you know, just because you hit your certain goal doesn't mean you can do better in the future. And so, you Absolutely. know, consistently come improving and furthering your strategy really just makes sense. Correct. So then how should I think, how is it, or is it different from like a category perspective? Like, is it different for baby versus 
hard lines versus fashion versus soft. How should I think about how should I think about my campaigns from a category point of view? Yeah, we would we'd say there's a lot of similarities across the categories, um, campaign structure, uh, you know, keyword research, all that stuff should be pretty similar across the categories. Where we might see some differences um, would be just in uh, the competitive nature of each category and also the product line. So apparel, for example, you may have a lot of color and size variations where it might not be necessarily as effective to do, um, let's say, like a one product per ad group campaign structure uh, where you might want to lump all those together or focus on the color and sizes that you sell the most and see some ancillary sales across the other the other variations. Um, other categories such as electronics, you generally have high price points. Um, it's one of the most popular categories on Amazon. Um, 44% of all Amazon shoppers actually purchased something in the electronics category in 2019. So um, it's highly saturated, highly um, competitive across large brands. So um, typically we would expect lower ACoS or uh, sorry, higher ACoS, lower return on our ad spend, um, just to remain competitive in those types of categories. By the way, while you were speaking, I forgot to ask you a very basic question. Just for our listeners, define ACoS, define ROAS, and a few of these terms sure. so that they just know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's that's great to know. So ACoS or advertising cost of sale is our spend divided by our sales. So it tells us how efficient our, our marketing perspective is. And then ROAS is just the inverse. So it's our return on ad spend. So sales divided by spend. Um, so if we spend a dollar to make 10, then we have a 10% ACoS or a 10 to one return on our ad spend. Perfect, great. Okay, so the next question is around international. You know, I mean, of course, selling in the US is big, but Amazon has multiple marketplaces globally. How should my strategy differ from a marketing standpoint? First of all, does a platform differ? And then how should my strategy differ across different countries? Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, we do know that Amazon continues to expand into more and more international marketplaces. Uh, it's becoming more and more of a global brand and a, a place where uh, shoppers in these other countries feel com more comfortable shopping. Um, so we do think that there is large opportunities for brands to expand internationally. Uh, we do typically see, depending on the product, sales volume is a little bit lower than what we would see in the States, but that doesn't mean there's not opportunity to capture more market share uh, and get ahead of your competitors from getting into these international marketplaces. Um, our ad manager software uh, is capable of running ads in Canada, UK, and Germany with Mexico and PNEU hopefully coming here in the near future. So, um, you know, like I said, getting a platform set up to where you can easily expand your capabilities internationally is key for brands as well. Great, great. Yeah, and you know the investment that Amazon is making globally is uh, you know all in the news every day. And um, a lot of brands I know we see trying to enter into these international markets, as well as a lot of local brands in those countries trying to get online. You know, right. they traditionally would sell in brick and mortar, but now are exploring the Amazon platform. So it's uh, it's good to see that the capabilities can be extended. Exactly, yeah. And it's there's challenges enough to just get inventory into these international markets. Mm -hmm. So uh, having a, a marketing service or a team or a tool that can easily turn on your marketing capabilities in those countries is key to success. And so, you know, uh, of course, we are talking from the perspective of third party, but does this differ when selling 1P to Amazon? Is the platform the same? Does, you know, how should a brand think about it differently if they're selling 1P to Amazon? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So there are a lot of similarities between uh, the two platforms. Um, sponsor products, sponsor brands, um, you know, generally are the same as far as what levers you can pull, the functionality, the placement. 
Um, what we like to look at here at Etails is that the the brand is our customer, whereas the consumer or the shopper is Amazon's customer. So they're always going to favor that end user over the brand. Um, and so what we can see is if you're running advertising on Vendor Central, um, Amazon might restrict you from running marketing on some of your products. If uh, your pricing isn't favorable to them, they'll just restrict you from running that ad at all. Whereas uh, with a 3P through Seller Central, we can assist you in running marketing across all your products. Right, yeah. I think that's a, a key that differentiator that you mentioned is when you're selling 3P, you control a lot of the equation. As right. opposed to when you sell 1P to Amazon, Amazon is an equal player in that equation. And so you have to adhere to some of their philosophies in general, which is around lowest price for customers, as an example. And they're always going to work with a brand to try to push you down to the lowest price. Correct. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's important to, if you go the 3P route, find someone who uh, is in a symbiotic relationship with your brand, who wants the best for you, knowing that if your brand succeeds, then then your service provider succeeds. Uh, Amazon, it's not always the case. You know, They want POs, they want to sell your product, they want to be the one-stop shop for all consumers across the web. Um, and so they are not as sensitive as some of the challenges you might face. So just making sure that you have that right partner that's going to help you through all those issues. Right. And so speaking of Amazon, speaking of these different platforms out there, you know, Walmart is obviously a bigger competitor now, or at least the, I know they're putting a lot of attention onto their third party marketplace, at least as, as uh, stated in their, in their filings recently and in their, their earnings call. So how would you think about the Walmart platform or the eBay platform or these other platforms relative to the Amazon platform? Any things to discuss or talk about there? Yeah, there's, there's, there's obviously great potential in Walmart, especially. Um, they're a large name in the retail space. They're up and coming quickly on the e-commerce space. Um, they have their own marketing platform uh, through which you can run uh, WPAs, Walmart performance ads. They do have their own uh, Walmart media group as well that can do some things similar to Amazon DSP through a managed services approach there. Uh, our experience in working with them is that they are still behind just in their basic structure as far as their marketing platform goes. Um, they are showing promise. There are some things that they're working on. The communication we have, we think that they sincerely want to get it up and running as soon as they can so that they can compete with Amazon a little more closely. Um, the capabilities are just a little behind, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on uh, because they could definitely be the next you know, next player to challenge Amazon in this space. Yeah. Does, does eBay have an ad platform too? eBay does as well. They have some marketing uh, ad placements similar to the sponsored products on Amazon. Uh promoted listings where you can uh, get your your listings placed a little bit higher in the search results. Um, and they are also this year making a big push to improve their marketing capabilities as well. Um, Etails has maintained a close relationship with with the eBay team. And so we're excited to see what capabilities they're going to roll out in 2020. Good, good. And then how should a brand think about these other aspects of marketing, such as you know deal or deal of the day, or just SEO for their listings? Like that's a slightly different topic, but you know, how would you think about it in the context of the strategy in general? Yeah, absolutely. They're they're all integrated into one. Um, you know, search marketing and and sponsor products gets a lot of the lot of the talk, but uh, SEO is kind of the the underlying player that uh, you know if you're not aware of how you're set up on your listings, then you know your search marketing is really not going to succeed right out of the gate. So. Um, SEO is very important just to make sure that you are indexing for the right keywords. You have your titles, your bullets, and your descriptions set up so that shoppers can 
find your product. You have great images so they can easily see what your product is and what it does. Uh, the tough thing about e-commerce is there's not that physical experience with the product. So you have to make sure your images and videos uh, replace that for the consumer so they can get a real feel of how they would use the product. Um, and then to pair that with deals, promotions, um, and even coupons, uh, deals and lightning deals used to be the most popular placement. Um, brands, that was what we ran the most for them. And now they're just so saturated and so competitive that it's really tough to stand out above the crowd. Um, deal today is a great opportunity, but only available to certain brands who meet those revenue potential thresholds. Um, so coupons, we're really seeing a large influx over the last year to 18 months. Um, where you can almost do your own lightning deal, if you will, and you can control the time and the promotion, uh, promotional price, uh, and not have that dictated by Amazon. Right. And you would recommend, when would you recommend running something like this, you know, at certain times of the year? Like, what's the strategy there? Yeah, we think it's great to run coupons uh, during a lot of the major holidays. Uh, Prime Day is a great opportunity. Um, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, those traditional holidays. Uh, it's also a great way to jumpstart velocity for any new products um, or products that you know might see a dip in sales. Um, coupons now do show up on the SERP whenever there is, or the, the search engine results page whenever there is one running. Uh, so partnered with sponsored products, it's a great way to get that coupon higher placement in the search results. Um, so that's a cool strategy that we've been we've been really utilizing for brands over the last year. So you make a really good point, which is how do you integrate both these strategies together, right? I mean, right. and that makes sense. And I like how you said, you know, when sales dip or it's a new product. So just depending on what your goals are, these are all different avenues that you can use to really help boost up those sales. Correct. Yeah. I mean, we can pull these marketing levers at any time uh, and really meet the goals and the strategies that our partners are trying to accomplish. And so quickly, let's talk about just training. You know, I know Amazon has a great website. There's a lot of videos and training materials, but where would maybe a brand go to get started in terms of just training? Are there courses, simulations? What's that landscape really look like? Yeah, and as you touched on, Amazon does have a great resource uh, on the Amazon advertising platform um, where they have great you know, Q&As and, and detailed descriptions of all their different ad placements, um, how you can get started with them, what you need to get those up and running. They also have their own advertising uh, accreditation. So you can go in there and you can take uh, a course and take a test to kind of get the baseline uh, tools and knowledge that you need in order to, to run most of the advertising on Amazon. Uh, another great resource is just blogs and articles and videos that are out there. Um, like Etails, uh, we do have some great content on our blog that details a lot of what we've talked about here today. Um, but there's other resources out there that can dive in deeper into specific topics around, you know, promotions and deals or, or SEO strategies, um, search marketing. Um, so I, I would really encourage anyone serious about uh, dipping more into the Amazon marketing side to go out there and uh, just do your research and look at all the blogs and resources that are out there by, by other agencies and providers as well as details. Fantastic. Well, Jeremy, I had a pleasure talking to you. Any final tips and tricks for our listeners today before we end? Yeah, I just sum it up by saying, uh, you know, any brand that's, you know, looking to get serious about their marketing in 2020, uh, first, just really take a look at, at your brand and where you want to go over this next year. What are your goals? Um, what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, and then after that, you know, do you have the capabilities in-house? Are you set up to succeed? Do you need to look outside your walls and, and partner? Is it with Amazon on the 1P side? Is it with Etails or another 3P? Um, and if you decide to go that 3P route, 
you know, really do your research, um, have calls, have demos, uh, find out what their experiences is, what their capabilities, again, what are their technical capabilities? Do they have software that you guys can leverage to help grow your brand? Uh, just really do your due diligence. There's no reason to rush and to go with a brand or a, a partner that you're uncertain with. Um, cause really you want to make sure that they're in your best interest cause they're going to be an extension of your team running your marketing. Um, and then don't be afraid to try new things. Be, be nimble. Amazon is always changing. Uh, there's betas being launched, new programs, new ad placements. So, uh, be comfortable changing your strategy as the marketplace changes. Fantastic. Well, Jeremy, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today on the show. I really had a great time talking about everything, Amazon marketing and other marketplaces as well. So hope to see you on the show again. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. Thank you, everyone. And we will see you again soon on another episode of Master the Marketplace. Take care. Bye-bye. Through conversations with experts in online retail with years of marketing, compliance, and inventory management experience, we seek to empower our listeners to master the marketplace. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you next time on Master the Marketplace with Etails.